Book Review Title, How I Magically Messed Up My Life in Four Freaking Days Author, Megan O'Russell Genre, Ya-slash-fantasy-slash-paranormal Rating Review, The opening chapter of How I Magically Messed Up My Life was pretty good. We meet Bryant Jameson Adams who is an average teenage boy who daydreams a lot about being a hero resulting in being saved several times from crossing the road while not paying attention. We also meet Bryant's best friend Devin who I hope is going to be the comic relief in this novel and Bryant's mother who is trying to set him up with a girl called Elizabeth who he has had a crush on for years but never asked out because he feels she is way out of his league. As we approach the one quarter mark in the novel, Bryant and Devin find a phone and a taxi on the way back from Bryant's dad's house and they aim to return it the next dad. However, things get a little strange when the phone rings while Brian is helping with a school play. Out of curiosity he unlocks the phone to try and find the owner's name but instead the phone is filled with strange symbols and when he presses one the phone bursts into flames that can't be put out. Despite this Bryant is looking on the bright side as he now has tutoring session with Elizabeth, so she can pass math and stay in the play. Bryant shows the phone to Devon and what it can do and they spend hours trying to destroy it with water stamping on it and even putting it in the microwave and nothing happens, in the end Bryant puts the phone in a safe in his dad's apartment until the following day. Bryant also has the sinking feeling that the phone and the man who dropped it are connected to something much larger and more dangerous than he realizes. When Elizabeth asks if she can try destroying the phone he agrees but he notices Drake the doorman is acting a little strange and no sooner than they get into the apartment the man who dropped the phone turns up wanting it back. We learn his name is Eric and much to everyone's amazement Bryant can use the device and create storms, fires and lots of other things. After escaping Eric, Elizabeth and Bryant are looking to somewhere to hide but Bryant must warn his mother not to return home in case Eric is looking for her as well. As we cross the one quarter mark in the novel, I was intrigued by the magic system described and couldn't wait to learn more about it. While they camp out in Central Park after meeting up with Devon they realize that only Bryant can use the phone for some reason. We also learn that Devon is seven shades of stupid when he goaded Brian into trying some spells creating a giant flower. Despite this they have a plan they are going to stake out the restaurant where they first spotted Eric and see I he or any other strange looking people emerge from it and while it is not the best plan in history it is better than nothing. As we approach the halfway mark in the novel, the kids have changed clothes and are heading to their location. It turns out that the restaurant is magically disguised and only Bryant can see the name. The consortium as Devon is the best actor he heads inside to see what is going on. He learns that the phone belongs to someone called Thetan not Eric and he will stop at nothing to get it back. When Devon leaves he drops coded hints at where he is going as he knows he is being followed by someone from the consortium. When the group rejoin Bryant learns that Eric has his mother and immediately heads home. Through some well-created lies and some ingenuity on Elizabeth's part they manage to capture Eric and get some answers to their questions about Thetan and the consortium. I really liked Bryant's mother during this scene worrying mothering and utterly badass at the same time. However, before Eric can tell them more than the basics which include the fact Bryant is a wizard, the consortium arrive. It turns into a showdown between Eric and Bryant against the ladies of the consortium. Through their dialogue we learn that the consortium is an institute based on knowledge which Thetan seeks to destroy and because the ladies believe Eric is helping him they try to kill him, but Bryant rescues him, and they make their escape going to meet up with the others as soon as it is safe to do so. Eric when they arrive at the Hudson summons then a boat which seems to be the only way to get a head start on the ladies hunting them. Eric tells them that the ladies hunt by scent and can't reach them on the water, but they aren't there long, they eventually dock at an underpass where they meet Lola a banished healer and the only person that can save Brian's mother. As we cross into the second half of the novel, the kids are suspicious of Lola but eventually come to trust her when she feeds them and offers them a warm bed for a few hours since Brian's mother can't be healed until sunrise. 
Through Eric and Lola, the kids learn that the consortium controls all magic and the wizards are basically slaves to them but there are people like Thetan that believe magic should be accessible to all magic kind but loyalty to him is the price. However, before everything kicked off Eric was given the phone which contains all the consortium's knowledge which is now in Bryant's possession. Lola does offer advice about what to do next, she says that while the ladies live in the light and Thetan in the dark the only chance Bryant has is to fight in the middle where neither light or dark has dominion. After Lola heals his mother Brian agrees for her to stay asleep and in Lola's care as he can't risk her interfering again and getting hurt. Well feed and rested the motley crew of four prepare to take on the evil hunting them. As we approach the three quarters mark in the novel, the gang are heading the Beville, a mysterious place that even Eric doesn't offer much information about, but it doesn't seem like the place you want to stay long. Eric does tell them that all entrances are guarded except for a few and they enter quite a dangerous one, but it isn't guarded by the ladies or Thetan. While Bryant struggles with having magic Elizabeth is coping with her seer abilities quite well, Eric tells them the plans is to let Thetan and the ladies know where they are hiding and when both arrive for the phone they will battle it out and the four of them will take on whoever is left standing at the end but the problem they have is the information needs to be delivered by someone who isn't them. As we cross into the final section of the novel, the group travel through Bevel searching for allies and spreading the message of corruption at what the ladies are doing. Bryant realizes he has basically become the sidekick in his own story. As their plan comes together and the ladies and Thetan are upon them and battle is going to break out, Eric makes sure that Elizabeth and Devon are safe on a lookout and Brian is hidden away with the phone as fate seems to have big plans for him. When this start going wrong Bryant joins the battle to save his friends and learns in the process that Thetan is his father and he can't even count on his own father not killing him. During the fight Bryant shows extraordinary magical skill that even surprises his father. However, in the final showdown with Thetan leaves him injured and bleeding. The final pages of this novel were beautiful, they wrapped up this story perfectly and left a nice opening for a follow-up novel which I will definitely read. Buy it here. Paperback, Amazon.co.uk Amazon.com Kindle Edition, Amazon.co.uk Amazon.com This review copy for sent to be review consideration by Yabound Book Tours.